Dubas is not coming to Pittsburgh. And that's a good thing, as I've been telling you for a while now. Who will come? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Stars advanced to the Western Conference Final last night in Dallas, squeaking past a really game-cracking team. 2-1 to Seattle having just an exceptional second year as a franchise under Ronnie Francis as GM and, oh, by the way, Jason Bottrell as assistant GM. They have done a bang-up job, and they're going to be competitive and contending on that side of the league for a long time. And sorry, not sorry, as the cool kids say, but I'm going to keep pounding that Bottrell is the guy that the Penguins should be hiring. And I know there are all kinds of different names that come up. Uh, Some get floated, some with some veracity, some with absolutely none. Pierre Lebrun of TSN, He's based out of Montreal. Good reporter. Threw out a handful of names yesterday as having been confirmed among the 10 or 12 candidates the Penguins have interviewed. He threw out Mark Bergevin. That, of course, is the former Montreal GM, former Penguins defenseman, current and always friend of Mario Lemieux. Eric Tulski, the assistant GM. In Carolina, of course, the Hurricanes also have advanced to their conference final. Uh, He's way, way far over into the stats. Jason Carmanos, another executive in that same category. And then, my God, Peter Shirelli somehow showed up on this list. Um, No. Okay, I'm not even bringing up Shirelli. After the epic fail that this guy's had uh, everywhere he's been. And it is a collective epic fail. That's why I use the singular, but especially in Edmonton. Uh, no. I, how how someone like that even gets to sit down in a room with anybody after what he's done? Um, no. And I could say the same thing about Bergevin, who only ever did one thing right in Montreal, and that was to make sure that Carey Price had the key to the Bell Center. That was it. That was it. And and it was Price and Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie actually was a big part of that run, uh, the COVID run that the Canadians had to the final. Uh, that was not slick general managing. Uh, he, if anything, Bergevin just made a total mess of everything up there, both before and after that. And the other two, I've shared my feelings in general about having someone who is 100% stats being the GM or at least being left alone as the GM. I do believe that there's a hockey component to it. I believe that if I came out of Harvard and I was able to split the atom on a lunch break, that I would still want someone, someone of the older school sitting next to me saying, Wow, dude can really skate. Watch this thing that he just did. Because I'm not going to have that background. I didn't study that at Harvard. I didn't learn that. And, you know, 
I didn't experience it. I know it's the cool thing right now to just say, oh, yeah, get the analytics guy, get the analytics guy. And if you pay attention to social media, the analytics guys are the only ones that anybody even wants to hear about. They don't even mention other candidates. But here again, this is where Bottrell comes in. Bottrell has experience. He has played. He's played in the league. He's been an executive under other executives. He's been a GM in Buffalo. He's got everything that you'd want, including the openness, the willingness to embrace the additional valuable information that legitimately comes from analytics. He's also got, you know, the Pittsburgh connection and everything. And with a franchise that's right now being owned and operated from Boston, it sure would be nice to have more of a Pittsburgh thing. And if that's too sappy for some people, I'm not going to apologize for it. The Penguins have been built for decades on a family feel. Most of that has revolved around 66, but there's been other facets to it as well. And it does mean something. If they say it means something, and they have for many, many years, then it means something. Also, and not to be ignored here, but I'm going to say it again, Bottrell, I'm sure has had quite a bit to do with what's gone on in Seattle. You can say what you want about how both uh, the Kraken and the Golden Knights have benefited from infinitely more generous processes as expansion teams, especially Vegas. My goodness, what George McPhee was able to do was to everybody should have gotten him thrown into federal prison. But the Kraken, having no additional element of surprise, the way McPhee did, still went about constructing first and foremost an identity that works in 2023, and then the roster, the individual pieces, first through the expansion draft itself, and then through the draft, and then through other mechanisms of acquisition. And when they recognized that they needed a goaltender, they correctly identified that Philip Grubauer was a guy who could make a difference for them. And he did. And again, the best is yet to come for them. You're never going to know in any setting how much was the GM and how much was the assistant GM and that sort of thing. But you're going to know that the assistant GM was part of it. That's to Bartrell's credit. Guess what? After last night, he's free. Give him a call. Get him in here. Make him the guy. When we come back, J1Q. Michael, who says, hey, DK, any thoughts on the NHL not being able to work out something with ESPN so that these games might be broadcast at 8 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock? It seems that the other night, Cardinals versus Red Sox in May was deemed more valuable than showing a second-round Stanley Cup playoff game six. Further disrespect to the NHL. Michael, I'm going to go back... Oh, boy, how long ago was this? Probably about 14 or 15 years, maybe a little bit more because it was at the Civic Arena. Gary Bettman was in the house, and anytime he was up in the press box in the old school days, he wouldn't really be able to avoid 
the media. We would just kind of surround him at his chair and he'd get up and he'd hold court for a little bit, most commonly during an intermission. And I asked him something. I don't even remember what it was exactly, but something about the league having an event that was starting at 1030 at night. And it might have just been that there was a preponderance of Western teams in the playoffs. And the Kings were in town. So it was the LA media, I remember, that was there with me as well. And when I asked him that, he kind of made, you know, that snarly face that he makes, if you've seen his press conferences, where he's about to say something, you know, that's like, whatever. Well, he did. And it was something about how oh, we have fans over on that side of the continent, too, and we respect them or whatever. And I'm thinking, dude, no, no. Look at the population imbalance. Still, I understand more people than ever are living out west. But look at the population imbalance. Look at the Nielsen markets. Think about the growth of the league. Don't think about being nice. In this case, this was... Las Vegas playing at Edmonton. These were the two markets involved. In Edmonton, you could start that game. You could drop the puck at 4.15 a.m. And it'd be a full house and they'd be screaming and everything else here. It would have made no difference to anyone up there. So this wasn't about trying to do something for one team or another or for the home market. This was exactly what you described, which is that the league gave in, bent over, and didn't fight anywhere near hard enough to make sure that that Cardinals game. It was the Cardinals who are off to like the worst start the Cardinals have had in a zillion years. There's nothing, nothing, nothing compelling about that baseball game. Probably not even to the baseball-loving fans in St. Louis. But this went on, and this went on because the NHL has put itself into a position where it was willing to accept virtually any, any deal that ESPN would offer just so that they could, yeah, you know what I'm about to say, right? Yeah, mention the league on SportsCenter. Well, more than anything, when you're dealing with ESPN, what do you want to have mentioned on SportsCenter? It's not the league, it's not the teams, it's not even the games or the outcomes, it's the names of the stars. And who was playing in this game? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was the Oilers. The one team you'd most want to have shown to people who just either love the game or are interested in it or can find somebody that's recognizable, that they can attach themselves to and and relate to a little bit. Oh, yeah, watch this 97 in blue. He can really motor. What could the league have done? I don't know. I'm not in there. But I'd like to think that a commissioner who's been in charge for 30-some years would be able to call the network, you know, a couple days in advance and say, hey, guys, really? We really got to do this? Can you move the baseball to ESPN2 or ESPNU or ESPN98 or whatever? Can you do that? But I'm betting, based on my one interaction from a decade and a half ago, that that call was never made. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 